You're listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we're dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you're listening, we hope this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. I'm excited. I'm excited. I had trouble sleeping last night. Actually, I shouldn't say trouble. Um, the Lord was just ministering to me while I was sleeping last night, and I was aware of it. And John 3.16 was just like boom, 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 boom. The Lord's just making it like fresh and new, fresh and new up on us. And I love that. I'm like, Father, I will never grow tired of John 3.16. I will never grow tired of it. Thank you, Father God. I want you to stand up really quick. Last week I said this, so if you didn't catch last week, go back and, um, oh, you guys don't all have to stand up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just Ron. But, man, you guys are awesome. You're like, yes. We're, I mean, I hardly even said anything. You're like, yes, we're standing. Hallelujah. <laughs> you guys are ready to go. So on the front it says God's warrior. In the back it says suit up, boot up, step up. And I just love that. Like, like, just put it onto our heads right now. And actually, I put my boots on this morning. Like, it's summertime, and I didn't care. I actually went into my closet, and I had, like, these cute shoes. And I put them on. I was like, these feel good. These feel good. And the Lord was like, boots. And I was like, boots, boots. So I went and got the boots on. And I was like, thank you, Lord. I am ready with the armor of God. Booting up is my choice. Just tell you that. Okay, so he has given you his armor. Booting up is your choice. Stepping up is also your choice. But thank you, God, we're going to do it. I'm so excited. Okay, so Pastor Kent laid out actually a lot of things that I was going to review. So hallelujah, I can just skip past all of that really quick. But I want to say a couple things. So campaign of influence mission. I'm going to go there really quick. I'm just going to knock out just a couple quick pieces, and then I'm going to go into what I didn't go into last week, which is going to be awesome. So, yes, I'm excited. Um, So here is the mission statement. Serve the seven mountains in our community to build relationships outside of OCI. Hallelujah. Then last week I told you guys we're going to ask the Lord who to serve, how to serve, and then we're going to go and serve them. And you started to go into this, but here's the thing. This is specific to you because the Lord has given each one of us very individual things in our life, very specific spheres of influence, places. We do not go to the same places, right? Like, so all of us realizing what we carry, that we carry the gospel, that we carry the ministry of reconciliation. We talked about that last week, that all of us carry that. And then we go to very specific places that the Lord would have us go to. And that's going to be awesome. We're going to touch people that if just one of us go or just a few of us go, that if we don't all go, then there's people that get missed out in it all of the time. Let me say something, too. I wanted to go into this in my part with compassion, but I'm going to tell you something really quick. So a lot of people actually in this region will tell you that they have heard about Jesus. I I know this. Okay, so like in the hospital, so I'm a nurse also, and it's just a function. It's just a place. It's just, it's a thing that the Lord uses in my life to carry the gospel. 
So we are all gospel carriers, and we have things in our life that the Lord uses us to go and carry the gospel. So in my carrying in that place and in that function, I pray with people a lot, and I ask people a lot if they know Jesus. And you know a lot of times I get the answer of yes, I, I do. And so that I begin to speak the word and pray the word over them and encourage them. But they are there in such a broken state really because they've never entered into a relationship with the Lord. They've accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And then there was like something that stayed there. It just like stopped right there, like to the point of conversion and it stopped. And the Lord is telling us to go and make disciples because the Lord has so much in relationship with him that he wants to continue and continue and continue. He wants freedom into people's lives 24-7. He wants the reality of his goodness revealed to them 24-7. He wants their identity to be established in who they are as children of God 24-7. He wants his healing power of the blood of Jesus revealed to them all of the time. So we have to go. So we have to go, and in some of your going, you will serve, you will plant seed, you will water, God will bring increase to it. That's what the word of God says. God will bring increase to it. So you'll do those things, and you guys are going to see. I just know this. I know this. This is a word from the Lord coming to you guys, that in your going, you guys are going to see things that you have never seen before. There are words of knowledge that are going to begin to come forward from you. And there are going to be things to edify, build up, and equip people. There are going to be things where the heart of God goes right into that place. But we have to first go. The Lord wants his business done on this earth. We know that the Lord is birthing a movement. We know he is saying to his troops, get up, time to activate, and go. We have been in this body soaking under truth. We are healthy and we need to go, and we need to begin to minister to the world. So I want to go into just a little bit with you guys um, about the posture in which we go on. So let me just pray. I'm going to get a drink. We're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God, that your word is coming forward out of my mouth. Thank you, Father God, that we have eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you, God, that your presence is upon us. Thank you, God, that you are in us, around us, and you are going before us. Thank you, God, for your goodness, and we love you so much. We love you so much, Father. It is in the mighty name of Jesus we pray, amen. Last week I read out of Matthew 28, 16, and actually Abraham's going to pull up Mark 16, and we're going to go 15 through 20. So you can go there in your Bibles really if you want, but he's going to pull some things up on the screen too so we can read. So this is also the Great Commission. Last week I actually talked about the Great Commission out of Matthew, and this week I just want to pull up the Great Commission going out of Mark. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. 
And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. (laughs) So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up in heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. I want to talk about the Lord working with them. Yes. And you can see this in Matthew 28 also where he says, I am with you always. The Lord is working with us. He is with us always in the going. And that is awesome because we know we have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us, revealing everything from the heart of God to us in the going. He is with us always. And so in that place right there, I'm telling you guys, there are going to be moments where you go and you step out and you're like, oh, Lord, (laughs) woo, you've told me who to go serve You've told me some things about how to serve them. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boot up, I'm going to step up, and I'm going to go do it. And you know, somebody actually said to me the other day, and I love this, and I love that I get to share this with you. They said to me the other day, what if I think I have a word of knowledge and I'm, and I'm not right? And I said, listen, if you're releasing the heart of God to them, and it's, it's building them up, and it's edifying them, and it's encouraging them, And if the Lord gets a little bit more specific, but it's the heart of God unto man, don't worry about it. Love on people. Serve the people. And a lot of what it's going to look like, there's like a crack going on. I said that last week. There's like a crack going on. And the Lord is asking for his people to come and step out into it so that things can just bust wide open. Like, I can see this in the spirit. I can can see it in the spirit where literally we go and we step out, and as we do, there is ground that breaks. And God is like, see, I am with you, my child. I am for you all the time. I am going with you. You are not alone because it is God's business. It is God's heart that he wants revealed unto men. It is his heart. Yes, Amen. God, we're going to do it. Thank you, Jesus. I also went through 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19, and it talks about the ministry of reconciliation. I want to say something about this. Listen, we are all called to this ministry. We're going to hang here for just a minute. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Light bulbs going off. Awakening right now in Jesus' name. We are all called to be carriers of the gospel. Do we fully realize that there are people called into the office of a fivefold? Yes. Yes, we do. We know that information. And part of that function, that office that the Lord has called them into to train and equip the saints for the work of the ministry, they do that in a very specific way. We get blessed by it constantly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father for that and for the offices that come and pour into us and build us and they equip us for the work of the ministry. They equip us for the work of the ministry. What is it? What is the work of the ministry? We are all called to be gospel carriers. And I'm going to tell you something. (sighs) I have a message for you. For anyone that has been saying, what is my purpose? 
I, I hear it all the time, and I have asked the same question myself. And through time of spending with the Lord, I'm telling you what your purpose is. I'm telling you what it is. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what it is. I, I know this with everything that is on the inside of me. Your pastor knows this, that your purpose is to be in relationship with the Lord and go carry the gospel. Your function and how you do it, we have all kinds of different like jobs, right? We have all kinds of different roles, things that we go do out in society. If you're home, if you're a stay-at-home mom, there you go. It's like function right there actually in that place, being a mother carrying the gospel into your house and into your children's lives. If you are a businessman, awesome, it's function. If you are a businesswoman, awesome, it's function. All for the carrying of the gospel. God has said to us that his, his heart is for his kingdom, a heavenly kingdom to be fully manifested up on earth. That happens through the carrying of the gospel. That's how it happens. And I'm going to tell you not just a little gospel. It's the good news, and it's undiluted. It's undiluted, and it is full of power. We are carrying Jesus out into a world. And when we carry Jesus to a world, knowing, knowing the gospel, knowing the fullness of it, thank you, God, our lives are full of purpose. If you've been asking yourself, what is my purpose? Just be in relationship with the Lord and go and tell someone about it. That's purpose. It will look different for each one of you, but wow, how can the Lord get a whole lot of things done? Use a whole lot of people. That's how he gets a whole lot of things done. And we live in a hurt and broken world, do we not? Do we see all kinds of corruption, um, fighting, and strife, and wrong things happening all the time? Listen, the Lord's heart is for people to be reconciled to him through Jesus. So we have to go. We have to tell them of the hope that we have in Jesus' name. So listen, this is all of us. This is all of us. Like, I can't get off it for a second, okay? I can't because it's vital. It's vital for you to understand. Um, I don't think I shared this last week. I'm going to tell you, I had a dream, and it was, a, it was last year. And I, I was saying to the Lord, like, what am I going with? Like, what am I going with? Because I have, like, functional things that people can just identify on me. And then there's, there's gifting on me that is from the Lord. And you guys have gifting on you that is from the Lord. And I see all of these things. And so I'm like, oh, you know, so I have this dream. And basically throughout the dream, I, I went and I, Andrew Womack invited me onto his Tuesday night Bible study in my dream. <laughs> it didn't quite go like I thought it was going to go. And so when we got all done, we go into like this room off the stage and Andrew was so chill. He was so chill, and he starts eating a sandwich. And, and he says, well, that could have gone better. That's my best Andrew voice that I can do. And I was like, well, Andrew, I know about, like, these things, and I'm telling him things I know about. And I'm like, if we were talking about organizational things, I really feel like I could have connected with the heart of the people. <laughs> what? So the dream ends. And I'm like, oh, Father, 
Oh, Father, I need to hear your heart. You are speaking to me. I have been asking the Lord and sitting before him, and the Lord just made the gospel just come alive to me. And so I pray that over you, that the gospel comes alive to you. The purpose of carrying the gospel comes alive to you because from that place, I have been like, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I know what I'm carrying. I know what I'm going with. Maybe in the going, I'll deal with some functional things. (laughs) Maybe in the going, you know, I'll clock in at work when I'm there as a nurse. So I'll do that thing. But, oh, I know what I'm carrying. I'm carrying the gospel. I know what I'm carrying. And here's the thing, guys. So, like, sometimes, sometimes, you know, it begins with the Lord loves you. I'm just here to serve you. That might be it. That might be it. And sometimes, because the Lord's told you who to go to, that it gets a little bit more specific. And it's in the how you serve them. And all of a sudden, they're like, how did you know? How did you know? Why did the Lord send you to me right now and to tell you to do that for me? I had, the Lord told me to give somebody some flowers and they were blue. I had bought them for myself and I never planted them. They're like a bush. And then next thing you know, I'm getting ready to go somewhere and the Lord goes, take the flowers. They're for, that's why you haven't planted them. And I'm like, what? I didn't, <laughs> wrong. So I call my husband who's awesome. And I'm like, please bring me the flowers. So he brings me the flowers. I give them to the person. And she says to me, how did you know blue? And how did you know that my dad had, my dad died this month. And it's been three years since he's been gone. And, and I hurt. And blue is significant to me. Blue is significant to me. And the Lord just, and the giving of some flowers. I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, because the Lord just said they weren't for me and they were for you. So praise God, hallelujah. The Lord is just going to do what he does. We're just tuning in and we're saying, Father, give me an ear to hear. Give me eyes to see. And then in the going, you will equip me. And it will be awesome. Okay, so I, I already gave out, I think, a little bit of the strategy part, but it's the, the who, the how. There's our giftings. They are personal unto each one of us. The Lord will equip us in this. I want to talk a little bit about um, a posture that we're actually going to take. So let's go here. The first point I want to make, there's going to be six of them. And the first thing that I want to say to you is going to be with hearts fully committed. This is point number one, with hearts fully committed. I want to, this is going to be a, a port where I didn't get to go into last week, but it's a posture that we take in the going. The thing that glorifies God, the thing that he was saying, be aware of, put on, and to walk in as you go to my people. So there's specific things, okay? So the first one is with hearts fully committed. So let's turn to Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Are you guys good? Yes? Amen? Are you just soaking it in? Soak it in because it's going to be good. You're going to have to go back and, like, listen and listen again. This week is going to be a week of preparation because we're not actually going to start kicking off until next Sunday. And you guys are going to have a schedule that's going to go home with you. So you're going to get to just go meditate on some things, okay? You can go back and listen, and it's going to be good. 
So Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Is it up there? It's coming. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Abraham. Abraham, you're doing awesome. Good job. I love those guys. All right, and Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I want to go back to the loving the God part really quick. Okay, so Pastor Bobby, I gave you guys a little bit of piece of like I did a phone call with him, and he was like, um, I thought I called him for one reason, and then he gave to me why I actually called him. <laughs> and so I was writing, writing, writing. So there's so much he said to me in such a very short amount of time. And I want to stop right here for just a minute about a heart being fully committed to the Lord and the going, and I want to minister something to you. And this is because we've heard this already before about our hearts being before the Lord and about going with his heart. We've heard that. I want to tell you something just a little bit more. So when it says in here, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind, Pastor Bobby said to me, let's talk about feelings. Loving the Lord with all your heart involves your feelings. It involves your feelings. And we need to tell our feelings to line up with the word of God, to line up with what the Lord is saying regardless of how you feel. So I had an interesting morning with my feelings. And I was like, oh, Lord, <laughs> you were just like walking me right into that thing because I'm going to come and I'm going to deliver to you the message from the Lord. I'm going to do that. But I had to surrender my feelings. I walked in here. It was hot because I forgot to turn on the air. Just saying, sorry. So we've, it's cooled down. I started praying that it would cool down. It was just feelings. I put my boots on and my other shoes felt a little bit better and cooler. And it was just feelings. I was so excited to come and deliver things to you that the Lord's saying, I forgot my normal morning routine. I, I ate nothing. I'm a morning breakfast person. I come to the church and my stomach's like, and I'm like, just feelings. And then I had this like heaviness. And then my brother was like, distraction. I said something to him and to Ron this morning in a text. And Ken's like, distraction. And it was just some feelings. And so what did I do with the heaviness? I put on a garment of praise. <laughs> I danced. I went and I danced before the Lord because I said, what is this, body? What is this? This is not who you are in Christ. This is not it. Feelings? Line up. Line up with what God says. Line up with the word. Line up, overcomer. Come on. I will not surrender to my feelings. I will not. And here's the thing. So when we're going fully committed, and it actually says, with your mind, loving how we're loving the Lord, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, putting on the mind of Christ. This is vital because where your thinking goes, your feelings will go. Okay? So what are you thinking about? Because I could have identified it quick. I'm like, oh, 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 no, no, no. Let's do it quick. Let's do it quick. 
So the Lord is like saying to us, listen, guys, in your going, sometimes you're going to do things you don't feel like doing. But you've said yes to me. And your heart is fully committed. Your heart is fully committed and you've said yes to me. So lay your feelings down and just go and say, I'm going to do it. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Because <laughs> feelings are powerful. Feelings are powerful. Okay, so here's the next verse I want to go to really quick. So 2 Chronicles 16, 9. So then we're going to get off this point and we're going to go to the next one. Oh, I love this. Love it. Thank you, Jesus. We love your word. Let me know when it's up there. There we go. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him, or some versions say like a fully committed to him. The eyes of the Lord are roaming, picture it, throughout the whole earth. This doesn't stop. This doesn't stop. The eyes of the Lord are roaming throughout the whole earth, and he is looking for hearts fully committed to show himself strong. To show himself strong. To show himself strong. That's what he's looking for. I had a time not that long ago, because um, it's in this house we've lived in, and we, we moved in it like November last year, that <laughs> you, you need to get to a place. If you've not marked the day, or if you have marked the day and you realize a new yes is coming right now, then I encourage you to boldly do it. I went into my driveway, and I, you know what? I, don't, I am not dramatic in front of you just for the sake of being dramatic. I am dramatic. <laughs> I ain't, Ken's like, mm-hmm. Listen, my brother told me a long time ago, words of wisdom right here. If you are a person full of, he said to me, you can be the best thing or the worst thing that walked in the room. What are you going to be? Best, please. I will be the best, please. Yes? So, okay, so here I am. I'm in my driveway, and I look up at the Lord, and it is a beautiful night, and stores are out, and I am looking at the Lord. That is my full intent. And I said, stop here, right here, right here. Stop. Your eyes stop up on me. My heart is fully committed. Now, you show yourself strong in me. And every day and all day long, I am saying to the Lord, oh, your eyes are upon me. Your eyes are upon me. My heart is fully committed. It is not based upon my feelings. God, you see my heart. I shared with last week that I even just like put my ear on the Lord's chest and I'm like, tell me your heartbeat. Make my heart beat the same way. I'm going to hang out in that place. My heart is fully committed to you. My agenda is your agenda. My agenda is no more. I just want your agenda. Yes? Like, it's fun. That's the other thing. I am having more fun than I have ever had in my life right now. I am having fun. The kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How many Christians do we know that people are like, I know Jesus, and I'm like, you got no joy. So you need revelation. Yes? I'm like, listen, why do I have those things in the kingdom? Man, the Holy Spirit reminds me all the time. He's so good, so good. I have those things. I know the mind of Christ. The knowledge is within me. It is what I go with and what I walk with. 
that I'm like, it doesn't matter what comes against me. It doesn't matter what the people say. I am in right standing with God through Jesus. That's how he sees me. I have peace that surpasses all understanding. Why? Because the Prince of Peace came and I invited him into my life. And so I walk in peace. Why do I have joy? Because God says I do. Because I know all of those things. Who can take my joy? No one. It's a choice. It's a choice, right? It doesn't matter what's going on. We all have stuff. But the Lord is like, mind of Christ. Who are you? You are who I say you are. And I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. In all of the going. Take joy. Whew. Take joy. So thank you, Father, with hearts fully committed. He is going to show himself strong in you. That is what's going to happen. So go to a deeper yes, because it's going to be awesome. Point number two, compassion. Compassion. We can hang out just right here. So with this point, what I want you to write down is Kent taught a message on compassion. I cannot give you the date. It was, I believe, in January of this year. I had told him already when this was coming, because we've talked about all of this. And there's no surprise things where Ken's like, what are you saying? There's none of that. We talk about these things. So I had told him, I said, the Lord is telling me to send people back to your message about compassion. So I'm telling you that, to go back to the message about compassion specifically and hang out there. The very interesting thing is Kent even says at the beginning of the message, he's prophesying. So wait till you just put that on, okay? So go back and listen to that message because there is going to be great things that are going to be revealed to you, I know. But going with compassion is absolutely vital. Listen, we, we are not the enemy. We are the people that bring and come in with the Prince of Peace. But oftentimes the world feels like when we're coming unto them with the message of Jesus that we're coming in, ooh, judgment. I'm coming to tell you to clean up. No, I'm not. That's the Holy Spirit's work that will be done in you. I'm coming to give you Jesus. And Jesus went everywhere with compassion, guys. Go find it over and over and over again in the word of God. You will see he was motivated with compassion. So I had this story the other day when I was at work. I'm going I'm to show you what compassion can do like that in real life. The other day I was at work with a very upset patient, very upset, because I couldn't do something that they wanted to have done. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It, didn't, it wasn't my decision to make, I couldn't do what they wanted to have done. So immediately, and it surprised me, whew, they went boom, on the tray table. <laughs> and I, I'm like, okay, so they're, they're like here in a bed, and then there's like a tray table, and then we're like here. So I'm like, they're like right there, I could touch them, okay? So they go boom, and everything flies everywhere. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just stood there, and I did not react. I'm gonna tell you something too about side nugget. When we are in Jesus, we are not reactive people, we are responsive people. I did not, and that was the composure of God for me to not react. Because everything in my flesh could have been like, Wah! because I am that person. Best thing or worst thing that walked in the room. But I have to 
control it because I have the spirit of God living on the inside of me. And what I do is going to affect what the Holy Spirit can minister to them. And I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. And so I did not react. I literally stood there. Now, I will tell you, my heart on the inside was like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And so here it goes. I said, in the hospital, you cannot be violent. Calmly, in the hospital, you cannot yell at me. He's like, mm. and then I went with compassion. I said, I am here for you. I am here for you. I said, I'm the best thing in your day right now. I'm the best thing in your day right now. I am here for you and I care about everything that's going on. I'm not gonna let up until you get peace upon you. I told them that. I'm like, I, I'm not gonna let up. Like, I'm here. I'm gonna be in here all day if you need me. I'm here for you. And he's like, in front of me. I mean, a man that could have like, took me out. Not, we weren't there at all. He was just, you know, displaying his frustration. We get frustrated sometimes. I've, I've hit something, probably someone in my other days, you know? So, but listen, so this is, I get it. Okay. So I'm like, I get your frustration. So, but I'm telling him just with compassion. And then I asked him if I can pray over him. Oh, you want to talk about more melting? Not only did he want me to pray over him, but he was welcoming it. He, he's like, yes. And I'm like, Yes. Okay. Here we go. Because he, he was ready. Like he was ready because I did not react on him. I just responded. I stated some facts and then, I, and then the heart of God, the compassion of God. And so from that place right there, I said, have you ever invited Jesus into your life? Yes, I was five or six. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I said, then I'm going to speak the word of God over your life. You've invited Jesus into it already. He needed to be reminded. And here's a classic example of a person who has never entered discipleship. <laughs> this is a classic example of a person. Jesus said, go and make disciples. Do converts need to be made? Yes. Honestly, that's the easy part. That's the easy part. Because you know what I then have a responsibility to do? is if I can't disciple them, I pray for laborers into their life when I walk out of the room. I'm like, God, they need more. They need more. They, they, they got to start. You're reminding them. I pray for the presence of God to be up on there. And then here's the other thing that happens. I had somebody else I prayed over in the same day, and when I asked her if I could pray over her, she was like, mm. Sometimes that happens. And I'm like, okay, well, here's what I know. I just told it to her straight. I said, when I pray over people, it's better. Like, it's better. And so the Lord started giving me things to say to her while I was praying. And I was like, ooh. But it was just she had asked the Lord questions before. There was a reason why she didn't believe in him. There was a reason why she wasn't putting her faith and hope in him. And I said, Father, let her ask the questions again here and now. Let her ask the questions again and you come with the answers. Like, my faith was there. My expectation was there. I'm just planting seeds, watering seeds. That's what the Lord's telling us to do and that he will bring increase to it. But we do have to plant and we do have to water. We do have to do that. That's what he asks us to go and do. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, Matthew 9, 35 through 38. And then we're gonna go on to another point. Oh, I'm gonna speed up. Are you guys there already? Did I take you there earlier? 
Okay, and then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The harvest is plenty. We know this, right? We've heard this. So here we are laborers. Think about what the word means. It doesn't always mean like the red carpet is like, oh, la, la. It's so easy. We're laboring. But we can through Christ because we're going about his business and we have the spirit of God on the inside of us. And he says the harvest is plentiful. Jesus was moved with compassion He's moved with compassion because he sees all the need amongst the people. He was taking the gospel to them. He sees all of the need. He's moved with compassion because there are not enough laborers. The Lord is asking us to be moved with compassion and be the laborers. Let's go do his business. That's what he's saying. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, point number three, be intentional. This is going to be a short point. I'm not even going to pull you a scripture up for it, okay? Be intentional. When I say be intentional, it doesn't mean, because we talked last week about random acts of kindness, this is not that. This is not. This is asking the Lord who and how to serve them, using all of the goodness that the Lord has put on the inside of you to go do it. And so when I say be intentional, I'm going to tell you a couple things. Plan ahead and know the plan. I believe you can do this. I believe you can do this. Plan ahead know the plan, and then go. Go. Make it clear what you lay out before them. And in the going, know who you're going with, (laughs) that you laid out a plan, and you started the going, and now all of a sudden the Lord is like, and we are right where I needed you to be. So, bam, I got more to do. There is much more happening here than what you thought was going to be happening. That's true a lot, right? that in our going in just day-to-day life, and listen, there are some of you that are like totally doing this. Awesome. We're going to do it more because there's a lot of people's lives to go get. And if there's some of you that you're like, I haven't really been going, it isn't because I don't want to. It's because like, I guess I didn't really realize. Like I just, I invited people to church And like, I know Jesus, and I invited people to church because I knew they needed to hear about Jesus, and I was like hoping they'd get everything they needed in that place. I'm just telling you truth. Like, this is truth, right? And so we all know this story. But the Lord is calling all of us. He says, you are ministers of my gospel. You go. You go. He can do a lot more work and get very specific in the work. And it's so fun. Man, it's fun to bless people. It's fun to make like a smile come upon their face. It is such good stuff. So be intentional. So plan ahead, know the plan. Number four, excellence. Please do it with excellence. Please do it like you are working unto the Lord. Like the Lord gave me a picture of just a couple of things about what excellence looks like. Um, If you've ever known like a cleaning person and they do it professionally, when they vacuum a room, they will vacuum themselves out of the room. When they mop a floor, this is a visual for you, they'll mop themselves out of the room. 
They didn't mop the floor and then trample all over it. Okay? Like, that's not nice. <laughs> I'm like, wah! That floor, I, I apologize to our cleaners at the hospital constantly. I do, because like, they, 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 I can't slow down, they can't slow down, they don't even care. They're, they're like, I'm not bothered by it, whatever, I'll get it again later. And I'm like, bless you. Because sometimes I'll be like, I'm in a room, and they're in a room. And I'm like, ah, the floor is all wet. They're like, just go in, just go in. And I'm like, thank you, thank you very much, because I care that I just walked all over your clean floor. I'm just saying to you to put on a mind of excellence. I did a teaching. It's on the podcast about excellence. You can go there and dig that thing out too. Andrew Womack has an amazing book about excellence. It's a great book to read. It's a great read. But I'm just saying to you that in the going, make the decision that you are going to go and you are going to do it with excellence, not halfway. Because you know what people remember? The halfway. They're like, well, like they showed up here and, you know, like they brought a meal and they were like, Jesus loves you. And they brought five children with them. And on the way out, their children trashed my lobby with whatever candy they were eating on the way in. I'm just giving you examples. Maybe not literally trashed, but we wouldn't do that. But like, you know, whatever. <laughs> we just like, so I'm saying to you, when you go in, you are serving unto the Lord. You are serving unto the Lord. So go do it with a spirit of excellence. So there's a verse here that I want to talk to you about really fast. Daniel 6, 3. And it actually says here, we're going to read it real quick. Then Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. A spirit of excellence is how the Lord can promote and move people. Yes, Daniel was doing this in captivity, I might add. <laughs> he was taken captive, and he was doing it in captivity. And the Lord gave him the ability to not only interpret dreams for the king, but actually hear the dream. There's one dream in particular, the king's like, tell me the dream. And the magicians are like, nobody can do that. Daniel's like, let me go to the Lord. My God can. And then the king came and served his God and worshiped his God. And so Daniel goes on and on. Beautiful book. Goes on and on about because of a spirit of excellence that was on the inside of him, the Lord saw like favor just be poured upon Daniel. He didn't compromise either. You know, right at the beginning of the book of Daniel, Daniel went in. And there was things that he was going to be asked to do. And he was like, I already know that those are not the things that glorify my God. And so I'm not going to compromise. And still, in all of that, Daniel gets promoted. God knows how to move through his people. He knows how to speak through us. We just have to come, hearts fully committed, submitted before him, saying, I will. I will do it with excellence. Okay. So here's the other thing, too. Colossians 3.23, we don't have to go there, but it's a verse for you to take home. Put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. Is that the same version? Something like that. I may have looked up a different version when I wrote it down, but put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. Serve people like you are serving our King of kings and Lord of lords. If you were serving him, what would it look like? 
it definitely wouldn't be serving him with judgment. Right? I know what I'm talking about when I say this. I do. I, I stand arm in arm with some people sometimes in a business world that are not carrying the heart of God, but would say that they're serving the people. And when they come in and they serve them, best thing or worst thing that walked in the room, if it's not with the heart of God, it's not going to be the best thing that walked in the room. It's not. Serve people unto serving the Lord like you are serving the Lord. Amen. Okay, so here we go. Point number five, boldness. (laughs) Then the very verse was actually, Kent brought it up, and I will tell you that actually on Pentecost, whenever that was, when we celebrated Pentecost this year, it was like sometime, I think, in May. Anybody know the date? It don't matter. You can go look it up. There's a message on podcasts from that Sunday, and Kent actually talks about this too there, and it is about going with boldness. So this is an Acts, um, I'm going to read 4, 29 through 31. And again, Kent kind of went through some of this this morning, which I totally love. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Yes, they spoke the word of God with boldness. Knowing what you're speaking is super important, okay? Because it takes this ease off of your natural mind because you're going with the heart of God and what he's saying to speak. You're going with the gospel. And so actually now, just put that on for a second because boldness isn't so hard. It isn't so hard anymore. And the Lord says to his people, I have boldness plentiful for you. And we're actually going to pray in just a few minutes here. We're going to pray, and part of it is going to be for that. Because there are people that are saying, I'm ready. I am ready, and I am ready for my, my body and my mind and will and emotions to line up with who God says I am. And that you are filled with the spirit of the living God and you can go do with boldness. You can do it. Okay, so I'm gonna, you guys can sit and soak on that. The last one is go in faith. I wanna read just a couple verses to you really quick. This is point number six for you to go in faith. So actually, Abraham, the first one I'm gonna have you pull up is actually gonna be um, Colossians 4. Five and six. And I think I told him to do it in the Passion. So walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers and make it your duty to make him known. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace. Ooh, hang out. Grace, let it be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. You guys know where your faith comes from. It comes from the faithful one. It comes from a God who we know is faithful. We know. 
and we have put our faith and hope and trust in him and in his word. And he says, be ready to give an answer about your faith. And we are going to go in faith. Here's the last verse I want to say to you. So this is 2 Corinthians 10, 13, and 17. This is a picture of something that's going to happen that the Lord had shown me a few months ago. Second Corinthians 10, 13 and 17. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so this is the Apostle Paul talking right here. And so Paul's actually talking about limits of his authority. And Paul knows where he has been appointed to. And so I want to read something to you that the Lord began sharing with me about a picture of what happens when we go where the Lord tells us to go, to the appointed regions and places. This is a picture from the word of what happens when we do this thing. So I'm going to start in 13. And Paul is saying, We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us, a sphere which especially includes you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though our authority not, did not extend to you. For it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ, not boasting in things beyond measure, that is, in another man's labor, but having hope. Here we go. I want you to hear this. So they go in with the gospel, and they have hope. And the apostle Paul is telling the people, We've come in with the gospel. We've gone to you, people, that we've been appointed to. Have we been appointed to this region? We fully identify this. This is the body we are in. This is the tribe we are in. This is the place where we are called to go lock arms with each other and see the kingdom of God manifest in this place. And so Paul is giving these people a picture of this very thing. Okay, so Paul is saying um, that as, okay, so let's pick it up and let me start again with 15. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is in another man's labor, but having hope that as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. Not boasting in another man's sphere of accomplishment, but he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. For not who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. I want to say something to you. As the faith of the people increased, Paul is giving them a picture and saying, as your faith increases, what happens when our faith increases? It, in the going, it comes out of us. It comes out of us. I'm telling you that as faith increases in us and we see the working of God, we see the working of God upon our life, how can we not take that to other people? And so as their faith increased, Paul is saying them, saying to them the sphere of influence that Paul has actually is going to increase. And so we know that over this body. We know that, that the Lord has shown us. We have international in our church for a name. In our vision statement, building strong people, building strong churches, plural, in our name. We see big, and we are going to see bigger and bigger. And so God says, go. And as your faith increases... Your sphere of influence will increase. The message of the gospel will increase. The anointing and the mantle that is up on Kent 
that we constantly get to partake of, thank you, God. Thank you, God. That will increase. Do you guys think, this is going to be a rapid show of hands, do you think that he holds truth and revelation from God? I'm going to get really personal for you. Do you think that he holds truth and revelation from God that has greatly affected your life and your growth? Do you think other people need to hear it? So I am going to say to you what Paul said. As your faith increases, the sphere of influence will increase. Your sphere of influence will increase, but it is a cause and effect that over this house, in this place, and what the Lord has commissioned over Kent's life, the office over his life, it is going to be increased. That is what's going to happen in the, go- in the going, and it is all for the glory of God. It is all for the glory of God. Okay, last verse. I'm going to leave you with this. This is Matthew 24, 14. I did not. I did not. I feel like this is, I didn't give this to Abraham, so Abraham, don't stress out. He's like, I don't have this one. Um, so Matthew 24, 14. I want to leave you with this thing, and then we're going to pray. It says, yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God. And after this, the end of the age will arrive. We all know that the earth is going through birthing pains. For those listening, wherever you are, we have people listening live. There's pastors that are listening live that are asking questions and asking how to move and motivate their people. I've like already heard back about that. And I'm like, thank you, Father God. So I want to say to this verse right here, and that was the Passion Translation that I read, providing every nation with the demonstration of the reality of God. I have heard this just play and play and play and play through my mind from the Lord that he says, in the going, you are going to demonstrate the reality of me. I know that with everything that is in me. We are living in a world that needs the demonstration of the reality of God, are we not? It doesn't matter what is going on, what is broken, what is messed up, what kind of strife is happening, what kind of war is happening, what kind of hurting is happening. A demonstration of the reality of God changes the whole situation. It changes the whole thing. And so God is saying, go, go. Go knowing who you are in me, that I have commanded you to go, that I am with you always, and I'm going to demonstrate the reality of me in the going. That's his agenda. That is his agenda. And then he says, and then the end will come. I'm not trying to rush in the end. (laughs) I'm just saying, listen, there are people, you can go back in all of Matthew 24, that can break it apart and teach radical things. I gave you one verse. (laughs) All right, there at the end. I gave you one verse because it's the thing that the Lord kept saying to me, like a rhema word from God. They said, in your going, I will equip you all of the time, and I'm going to demonstrate the reality of me to people's lives. That's good, right? We want to be people that walk, that walk with the demonstration of God all of the time, right? It's so fun, Oh, it's so fun. It's so good. It changes everything in a moment. 
a demonstration of the reality of God changes everything. Thank you. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give or would like more information on how we're making a difference, visit OCIPerryville.com.